What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's March 26, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn, episode 28. In this episode, it's all about food, and I'll be breaking down the difference between sugars and fruits and highly processed foods, and then I'll talk about food staples in my own diet. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Oh yeah, another episode of the podcast, and this week it's looking even better outside. Besides a few rainy days this week, the weather has been super nice during the afternoons consistently this week. So I spent some time outside this week going for some 40 minute walks, and it felt great. Hopefully you've also been able to enjoy some spring weather too. Gym-wise, I hit 3.05 on bench this past Sunday, and I hit that for two reps, and it felt pretty smooth, actually. And I managed to hit some trap bar deadlifts this week, and at this gym I've been going to, they have these 100-pound plates. I've never seen those before. So, you know how those big plates in the gym are usually 45 pounds or maybe 20 kilograms in your gym? But anyways, those big plates are usually 45 pounds. Well, this gym I've been going to actually has 100 pound plates, so when I was doing my trap bar deadlifts this week, I decided to actually use those, since I had to work up to over 400 pounds, and that was pretty cool having that on the bar. So using those 100 pound plates, I managed to trap bar deadlift 425 pounds this week for a few reps too. And then the next day, I had to take a rest day because my back was feeling real sore, So it was another day of mobility work and just stretching that out. Houston Rockets, and we're on to the NBA now, obviously. They lost 20 games in a row. And then, of course, when they play the Raptors, they instantly win and break that streak. Raptors are back to their old ways now. And this year's trade deadline is officially over, and it was pretty meh. A lot of talk and not a lot of movement. It looks like Kyle Lowry is staying with the Raptors for the rest of the year at least, and there were some casualties on the roster though. Matt Thomas is headed to Utah, I think. That should be a pretty good fit for him since they have pretty solid defense and he's just a shooter. Norman Powell is headed to Portland, and we got Gary Trent and Rodney Hood in return, I think. And then Terrence Davis is going to Sacramento. Some other notable trades around the league, and I'll make this quick since I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there don't really care about this stuff, but Denver Nuggets made some huge moves actually getting JaVale McGee and Aaron Gordon. Nikola Vucevic, if that's how you say it, is going to the Chicago Bulls. And another big name was Victor Oladipo, who's going to the Miami Heat. So not too much else happened this year. And on to gaming for the week. I'm only going to talk about what Square Enix showed off. We finally got to see more of this Project Athia game, and they officially unveiled the title for the game, which is going to be called Forspoken. 
It follows some female lead character named Frey, and they showed off about a minute of how the game will be like. Of course, there's big monsters to fight, and it looks like she has some traversal movement too. She has like this ability to dash in the air and wall run or whatever, which looks pretty cool. This one's going to be coming in 2022 and could be the company's new baby behind their other big names like Final Fantasy. So I'm excited to see how that one plays out. And this week I didn't watch a lot of TV, but every Fridays now there's a new Disney Plus show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yet another Marvel show. I just watched the first episode and seriously, Disney is going to milk this whole superhero thing forever because they can't. I don't even really like the actual superhero that much, but they always seem to come up with a good story and the amount of effort they put into the effects of just a show makes it seem like a movie all the time. And last but not least, there is a new trailer of yet another David Attenborough narrated nature thing called Life in Color. That one's coming out on April 22 and you know I'll be watching that one. I'll never get over his voice and nature things in general. Honestly, I could have that on repeat all day. And last thing before I talk about the topics for today, Toyota and Subaru, or sorry, Gazoo Racing, which is a part of Toyota, but Gazoo Racing and Subaru announced that on April 5, they're going to be unveiling something, but I think uh, I already talked about what that could be. Could be that hot hatchback that they're working on, who knows? Since they said that their uh, GR86, which is the BRZ equivalent, the Toyota CEO or something said he didn't want like a twin looking car like they did with the uh, Toyota 86 and the Subaru BRZ. So they said that one's delayed until 2022. So this unveiling, which is just a few days away, April 5, could be this new hot hatchback. So I guess we'll see how that looks. Question 1. What's the difference in sugars in fruits versus highly processed foods? Alright, so here's one that I feel like I had to talk about because I think people generally believe that a calorie is a calorie and a carb is a carb. And that's mostly true, but when it comes to sugars, believe it or not, it actually matters quite a bit what the source is. In terms of sugars, when it comes to calorie count, it could be the same, but in terms of how that sugar acts within the body, it's actually a bit more complicated than that. And sugars from natural whole foods like fruits and vegetables and even milk act a lot different and are a lot better for you than sugars from highly processed foods, from anything in the snack aisle or basically anything that's packaged in a box like cereals and most drinks that aren't water. So, alright, let me break that down a bit. Natural sugars that you find in fruits and vegetables are called intrinsic sugars. These are naturally occurring sugars. And these kind of sugars has actually been shown to have no negative or adverse effects. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't gain weight eating fruits and vegetables because you can still overeat them since some fruits do have a high sugar content which could lead you to being in a caloric surplus. But what that does mean though is that it's going to be highly unlikely to get a serious disease or 
develops some kind of health issue from eating too many fruits and vegetables because the sugars in them aren't actually bad for you. Now, that's the complete opposite of the other kind of sugar, which is added sugar or extrinsic sugars. You'll find this in highly processed foods, so think about soda like Coke or Pepsi or whatever other thousands are out there. That includes all sugary drinks, even if they claim to be fruit drinks, since they very likely add sugar in there. Of course, that includes pretty much everything in the snack aisle, chocolates and cereals and things like that. So sugars in these types of foods, these highly processed foods, can actually be dangerous to your health if you overeat them. That could lead to chronic diseases like obesity, obviously, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, etc. And when I say overeat, I mean constantly eating these multiple times a day for years. And that's become a huge problem in today's world because of how good these foods and snacks taste and how accessible they are, and how easy it is to overconsume these sorts of foods are. So, going back to natural or intrinsic sugars, and why they don't really contribute to these negative effects. It's likely because of the synergistic effect that come along with eating sugars in fruits and vegetables. That means how the natural sugars work alongside all of the other vitamins and minerals that are also in the fruit or vegetable. When you're eating a fruit, yeah, there's sugar in there, but there's also a ton of other vitamins and minerals in there as well, and they work together to give you other benefits that honestly still goes beyond our own reach when it comes to research and how exactly this works within the body. Again, this is the complete opposite of the added sugars that are in processed foods. There aren't a lot of vitamins in there. The companies just load the sugar in there because they know that there's some kind of addiction property there and that'll get you to buy more of their product if it's hitting that certain part of the brain signaling you that you need to eat more of whatever it is. So basically, yeah, there's a pretty significant difference whether you're consuming your sugars from fruits or highly processed foods. And if you're someone who's consuming a lot of highly processed foods, maybe more than three daily, I think at that point, it's time to slowly reduce the amount of those that you're eating daily. You should slowly replace one of those snacks with a fruit or vegetable in order to better your health. And if you're someone who drinks flavored drinks all day, then replace one of those with water. I know it might not taste the same, but your body will thank you for that. Trust me when I say it won't be easy, especially because of how long you've probably been doing it for. For me, I knew nothing about nutrition before this past decade when I got into this line of work. I grew up in a household where the adults would constantly be snacking, so I basically grew up eating bags of chips, eating cereal straight from the box in front of the TV for hours, or eating Twinkies and fruit roll-ups and gushers all day. Oh my god, just sounds so good right now, actually. It's a tough habit to break if you've been doing it for most of your life. And I'm not perfect. Even to this day, I still snack on some unhealthy foods these days, but I'm aware of it, and I don't overdo it every single day. I do occasionally go off the rails, but it's all about balance, which I'll talk about more in the next topic too. So if you're in a situation where you're consuming a lot of highly processed foods, then slowly try to steer yourself in the other direction 
and do that for your health and for your future self. Substitute some of those snacks for fruits on some days of the week. So when it comes to my clients and what I'm going to tell you on here, if sugars are a problem for you, I think the last thing you need to worry about or should do is reduce your fruit and vegetable intake. I don't think you should ever cut out fruits when it comes to your diet since they just contain so many benefits for you and vitamins you probably won't get anywhere else in your diet. The problem with the foods we eat as a society is going to be the amount of highly processed foods that we're eating. And it's a problem for pretty much everyone and is one of the main reasons for the increasing obesity rates and the amount of chronic diseases that people are developing. So if you are someone who's consuming a lot of added sugars, I think it could be time to start slowly substituting that in favor of whole foods like fruits and vegetables, especially when we're talking about improving your health. Question 2. What are some food staples in your diet? Of course, being a personal trainer, I get this question a lot. What do you eat? And the reason why I get that question is probably because a lot of people out there just assume that they can do whatever someone else does to achieve their own goals. You see this all the time. People will just assume that doing Arnold Schwarzenegger's workout or from the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding or whatever will have them looking like Arnold because doing Arnold's workout will have you get that nice, big, and full chest. Well, that's not really how it works. And it's the same thing when it comes to diet. You can't just eat whatever your favorite Instagram influencer eats and expect that your body will lean out and look the way theirs does or for your body to look like theirs. So in this topic, I'll break down the foods that I eat, but that doesn't mean that that'll have you looking like I do or whatever your expectations may be. But the reason why I do want to go over the foods that I eat is so that you can see a little bit more into my life and maybe it'll give you some food and snack ideas for yourself. As a warning though, don't just eat everything that I eat and switch up your diet completely because like with everything else when it comes to switching up your sorry, lifestyle, making big drastic changes are hard to stick to. So just take little baby steps and eventually you should be able to find a way of eating or a diet that works for yourself. It took me years to shape my own diet to one that I can sustain, so it could take a while for you to find something that works for yourself as well. And with that being said, let's dive into the proteins that I eat. Of course, for me, chicken is a staple protein in my diet since I enjoy the taste and it's pretty easy to make. You just toss it in the oven and wait. So I usually go with chicken thighs, but breasts and legs do find their way into my week at times as well, depending on what my macros are looking like. I do have chicken thighs most of the time and I do have them with skin because the macronutrient I actually struggle to get the most of is actually fat, so I'll get it from the thighs and sometimes even having legs if the rest of my day is lower in fat intake. I do also eat most of my chicken with skin if it's thighs, but chicken breast I usually go for skinless and boneless just because that's the way they come usually. Like I said, fat is usually one of the macros that I underconsume on, believe it or not, and I found that out through tracking my food. 
eggs and sometimes egg whites are usually a staple for me for breakfast. That's a great protein source. Other meats I usually have too are steak, ground beef, ground turkey is pretty good too. And I had some bison a few weeks ago, which is a pretty good, decently lean source of meat. And it tastes pretty much the same as the others. In terms of fish, I prefer salmon over everything else. But I also have some cod or pollock at times. And some tilapia is pretty bland, but gets the job done if I actually cook it right. Like I have been lately, actually. I also do like shrimp, but that one's kind of expensive, so I don't have it too much, but that's a good lean protein to have too. Oh yeah, and another protein I'll usually get for like a brunch meal is pea meal bacon, which is great if I remember to pick it up at my store or if it's on sale. I think that's pretty much it though when it comes to my protein sources. Other small ones are milk, which I have with my whey protein powder. Greek yogurt, which pairs really well with whatever fruits I picked up that week. I used to eat tuna a lot, but I think I've made too many tuna and mayo sandwiches in the past, and I just can't stand it anymore. Maybe I'll revisit that one in a few years. Alright, so on to my carbs. I usually go with oats, fruits, potatoes, sweet or white, whatever works. Maybe a bagel if I'm in the mood, pasta... And my biggest staple, since I grew up in a Filipino household, is rice, of course. So that's usually my go-to for at least one meal a day, usually at least two. I also do like to have quinoa as well, even though it is a bit more expensive than rice, but it's a card that has a bit of protein in there as well, so it's good if I want to switch things up a little bit. And onto my fats for the day... Extra virgin olive oil is the one I cook with the most, and I usually eat cashews as well. I don't really like any other nuts, just cashews for me. Cashews for me are handy to have because they're high in calories and good fats. Another source I will get sometimes is avocados if they're cheap, but that's pretty much it really. I don't really have too much butter, and like I said, I usually get my fats from my protein sources and meats and salmon and stuff like that. And when it comes to fruits and vegetables, I usually go with spinach, frozen broccoli, cauliflower, uh, asparagus I've been having a lot lately actually. Uh, other fruits, uh, oranges, bananas, mangoes, and for me frozen blueberries have been a staple lately because I have that with my oatmeal. I personally love having strawberries, that's my favorite, and also kiwis, both kinds, green and golden. Golden kiwis are in the running for my favorite fruit too. I do also like blackberries, blueberries, and raspberries as well. They're good to have in terms of being a low calorie snack and getting in a bunch of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. I usually pair that with Greek yogurt for a snack. Those are true superfoods. And when it comes to what I drink, I personally can live with having water 99% of the time. So sugary drinks aren't really a problem for me. But if I do have any kind of flavored drinks though, I usually go with iced tea. Not the American no taste kind though, not that. I mean like Nest tea. I don't know, if you're Canadian, I guess you should know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I usually go with iced tea most of the time, but hot chocolate can be nice on those cold days too. All that being said, I'm not perfect, but that's what my diet looks like more times than not.
But like I said earlier, I too like to have snacks and things that aren't exactly the best foods for my health, but for my sanity, I still do eat processed foods at times. I have cereal handy, but I don't eat that every day, maybe just once a week or so, depending on my activity for that day and if I'm not really going to have anything sweet that day or something. I don't really have a lot of candy these days, but I used to have that so much growing up since I wasn't really into being healthy. I was just a kid enjoying myself. And I do enjoy some mint chocolate chip ice cream from time to time. That's usually my go-to if I'm trying to have that a uh, little bit of a cheat meal. All that being said, whatever you eat should be well balanced. It doesn't mean you need to eat clean, and I say that with quotations. You don't need to eat clean all the time. It's good to have a balance, especially when it comes to your sanity, like I said earlier. Eating chicken breast, rice, and broccoli for every meal could be a good diet for you in terms of leaning out or being healthy, but eventually you'll drive yourself crazy eating the same thing every single day. And also, it's not a good idea to eat the same thing every single day when it comes to gut health. You need to be eating a variety of food from all kinds of sources so that your body can develop a wide variety of gut bacteria in order to live a more healthy life. This is pretty obvious when, for example, you don't have seafood for a while. And then you go out and have seafood, and then you end up upsetting your stomach and throwing up during a car ride just out the window. I may or may not be speaking from experience with that one. So, if you don't have something like seafood for a long time, then decide to have maybe too much of it all at once, that'll likely upset your stomach because the bacteria inside of your stomach actually doesn't know how to break that down since it's been so long. And that could cause problems. Now, just because I mentioned my meals doesn't mean that you should just follow what I do blindly. What you can do, though, is take some of the things that I do eat and slowly incorporate them into your life. Maybe you usually have a fattier cut of steak or choose something like 80-20 beef. Maybe now it would be a good time to try a leaner type of beef like 91-9 or 97-3 or something like that. I also mentioned that I don't eat candy or chocolate often at all or that I don't drink flavored drinks. That doesn't mean you should cut it out altogether, but maybe it would be wise to pick up less snacks at the store so you don't have them in your house. Creating that barrier when it comes to snacking could prevent you from overdoing it. If you don't have quick access to it, then that'll obviously stop you from eating it whenever you want. Same thing applies here. You don't just need to cut it out cold turkey. That might be too difficult. If you want to, just slowly cut down on the amount you consume and go from there. Keep in mind that this isn't how my diet has been my whole life. I've slowly cleaned it up throughout the years. I used to literally play video games all day, and my snack used to be the whole box of Fruityos, which I'd just eat from the box. And yes, Fruityos were the knockoff Fruit Loops, and it was five times better, so shout out to President's Choice for that one. So there you go, a whole episode based around foods. I explained a bit of why sugars in fruits and vegetables have a lot more benefit than added sugars in highly processed foods, and I talked a bit about the foods that I eat to try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. 
So if you're out of food ideas, then maybe that'll help you along your own journey. Good luck. And that concludes episode 28 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about superfoods and overcoming knee problems.